Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today I'm joined by functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Heather Gray, aka the line boss. Heather considers herself a foundation coach. And in our conversation today, she shares countless tips that will help you increase your energy, reduce your brain fog, and improve your gut health. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I am really excited that you're here. Yay! I love starting off with asking about your story because most of us got into this world through a personal journey. So share with us, how did you become the line boss? How are you? How did you get into functional medicine, functional nutrition? Oh, cool. Yeah. I start off almost every talk with, I was basically born constipated, right? (laughs) You know, so even at a very young age, I remember my feet falling asleep, you know, sitting on the potty and my mom, you know, dumping thick, nasty oils down my throat to help soften my stool. But even at the time, nobody was trying to figure out why this four-year-old was so constipated. Around the same time, my uncle had killed himself. And it was a pretty dark, traumatic time in my family. And shortly after that, I developed some other like stomach issues, behavioral stuff, you know, and then fast forward, you know, when I was 13 and actually got bit by a tick and developed Lyme disease, started getting symptoms from that about two years later with my first stint in the psych ward for trying to kill myself. And, you know, again, you know, I got pills shoved down my throat, you know, patted on the head, was told I was attention seeking, you know, and and sent on my way. Nobody was digging deeper on why this, you know, 15 year old was trying to take herself out. There was a lot of early childhood trauma. I also found out that I had undiagnosed celiac disease. So you fast forward even more time. So 27 years, you know, go by them. Like 2013, I finally got diagnosed with Lyme disease, celiac, Hashimoto's, endometriosis, and you know, I was going to go the traditional route for, for the Lyme disease stuff because I really didn't know any better. And all they were doing was kind of killing, you know, throwing napalm at me, trying to kill the critters, but they never took into account the host, right? What shape was the host in? And I was in horrible shape. I've had been chronically ill for decades, right? There was no way I could handle that kind of, you know, onslaught war. And it's a couple of weeks after I started treatment and thought I was going to die. I actually heard the founder of Reed Davis. He's the founder of FDN, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, speak on, you know, you have to heal the gut, right? Lower inflammation, open the detox pathways. Are your hormones balanced? You know, all these things that nobody has ever looked into for me. And I thought, oh my God, that makes total sense. Yes, sign me up. And at the time, you know, when you go through the program, you can go through the program. Well, back then you had like a choice on whether you could go through it to be a practitioner or, or to go through it just to look for your own health stuff. 
And now it is definitely more practitioner um, guided or, or, you know, centered. But at the time I was a hairstylist for like 15 years and my body was starting to break down. I couldn't even hold a fork to feed myself because the pain in my wrist and my hand was so bad. So it was kind of like a, a double gift because I knew I've always had a propensity for the natural alternative. You know, I loved studying herbal stuff when I was younger. So the the thought of having a new career and, you know, figuring out what was wrong with me, you know, just seemed amazing. So that is, you know, between that and a nutshell is you know how I got into the functional world for sure. Amazing. And you are well now? Yeah. You know, it, it, with chronic Lyme, and if you've had mold issues and I've looked deeper into my genetics, you know, and I don't detox properly, you know, there are things in place that I constantly have to do. My self-care is out of this world. Like this morning I was sweating in my sauna bed, you know, and I, I have to take the time out. I think it was probably one of the gifts of this disease because a lot of us, especially moms working, you know, entrepreneur, like, And as caregivers, you know, we have a tendency to give, 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 and never filling our own cup. And if anything, it's taught me to slow down and to fill my own cup up first, because I very easily can go out of remission. And I have a couple of times when I've decided to get off my path and I wasn't eating right for my body, I, you know, was up too late, was, you know, drinking too much alcohol you know, so yes. And, you know, this last stint that I had with the the Rona, you know, back in February caused some kind of long haulers type symptoms that I've been dealing with massive fatigue and brain fog again, which sucked because I really had that brain fog kind of, you know, gone. And so it's really, it's, it's amazing when, when your brain works normally, and then it starts to, you can, you can, you can feel it start to kind of you know, slip away from you again. It's, it's it's a scary feeling, but I'm starting to get that under control. I've got a, a new treatment that I just recently started, but it's been kind of, it's been kind of kicking my butt. So kind of going through some Herx responses again, like yesterday, I felt like that's all I did was sleep, which it was insane, but feeling so much better today. So it's obviously what my body needed. So to answer your question, like 80% of the time I'm doing so much better. And then there are a few other times I have to, you know, dial in dial in, dial in and and keep digging and peeling those layers back. Yeah. Wow. And thank you for sharing your, your full story with us. And and it is a journey. It's always a journey. Those of us that have, you know, lived with chronic illness, I think all know, you know, what you, it's like, you're never there. You know, you can feel great, but you, like you said, it takes your proactive. You mentioned self-care and filling your cup to you know, is that something, is that where you start with clients when you're working with them? Or obviously you're very in tune to your body. And so you, what I'm hearing is like you shift, you know, something, you feel something going in a direction you don't like, you make a change. Right. No, absolutely. And I, you know, even built into my online course, some traumatic experiencing exercises. So SE, because that was a huge part of my healing journey over in this last year and a half that I figured out, because I, I kind of went back off the wagon a, a couple of years ago and was really angry, had gained a bunch of weight, was back being painful, was reactive and had gotten to a fight with my husband. And he kind of looked at me and was like, you know, I'm not going to be married to an angry person anymore. He's like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you know, let's figure this out. And 
even back in 2013, when I started the, the Lyme disease and went through the program, I've always focused on the physical, right? And I've never addressed the hidden trauma that was in my nervous system, hidden trauma from my uncle killing himself when I was four, the hidden trauma from massive abuse from, you know, alcoholic and drug addicts that I was, you know, raised by a trauma from having mold in Lyme in my brain for decades, you know, so there's all kinds of things that can cause trauma. And so basically, for me, you know, the gas was stuck on, there was always a tiger chasing me. And if you can't get that nervous system, calm down, right, you don't digest properly, you don't, you can't heal, or, you know, have lasting healing. And so that was a Another piece that, yeah, so I, I kind of call myself like the foundation coach because it, it, it frustrates me so badly, especially poor, all these poor people with Lyme. And I see them on all the groups and they talk, oh, treatment, treatment, treatment. What treatment did you get? Treatment, 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 treatment. It's like, no, start with the foundations because even the best treatment in the whole wide world, if you're going to eat McDonald's, right, and inflame your gut and inflame your brain, if you're going to get three hours of sleep at night, if you're going to drink alcohol, like if your mindset's not correct, if you trauma, too much trauma in your nervous system, all the treatment in the world is only going to get you that far. And if it does get you there, you're going to end up, you're going to end up in remission. I mean, out of remission. So yeah, yeah, got to get those foundations down. And so let's go there. What are the foundations? Although before you jump into that, I want to highlight, because I love that you brought up this difference between we can feel better and not be truly healed. And so for lasting healing, we do need to activate that parasympathetic system and allow our body to truly heal. We can eliminate symptoms, which is a good thing because sometimes... But not some, it's always a process. And so depending on the order, but you know, when you're talking about foundations, I heard, you know, food, sleep, but I don't want to put words in in your mouth. I know what I think of, you know, what, what are you focusing on? So the FDN has a, what they call a dress for success model and it's diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. You know, the supplementation being the last thing, because it's just, you know, a lot like, when people focus too much on treatment, supplementation can be great to help calm some of those symptoms down while you're trying to get to the root cause. But a lot of folks I found even in the functional world, sadly, will will just put band-aids on folks with supplements, right? It's more natural than they do the prescriptions, but they've never even digging down deeper of kind of getting why this person needs these to begin with. And so diet is, you know, absolutely key. Rest it's amazing to me how many people aren't sleeping at night. And like when you, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me when I'm in an intake form. And that's not even like a number one main complaint of theirs. Like it'll come out a few days later. Oh, and I don't sleep at night. And I, it, I'm just like, wait, why isn't that one of your main complaints? Like that's ah, sleep is just, I don't function at all anymore if I don't get the right amount of sleep. So I'm just, I'm in awe of folks who weren't sleeping and functioning. Isn't that a, a common symptom for people with Lyme's disease and the insomnia? Oh, absolutely. I thank God never had that as an issue. Mine was the opposite. I, well, I had like extreme adrenal fatigue. So even if I slept 12 hours, I would wake up in the morning in tears because it felt like I only slept two hours, but I never had a problem with falling asleep and, and getting to sleep. Like I'm seriously one of those people that I could sit here in my chair right now, close my eyes and I'd be out in like a minute. Wow. <laughs> I'm blessed in that way. So size, you know, believe it or not, 
<laughs> like the first thing that I do when I start working with folks and my runners and my CrossFit people, they are so sad and they get so mad at me because I tell them you, you've got to chill out. You know, I stress on the body is stress on the body, whether it's good stress or bad stress. And if you've got chronic health issues, right, the whole name of the game is to lower the amount of stress on your body so it can heal. And so, you know, I tell them for like the next three months while we're working together, you can walk, you can do yoga, you can do light weight training, but that's kind of where I need you to live. And it's amazing to me, women who've been trying to lose weight. And so they kick up their exercise even more, 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 more. And it seems so counterproductive. And then I tell them to slow down and cut back and then boom, five pounds comes off. Like it never fails. So exercise, stress reduction, that's where the somatic experiencing work that I teach, some meditation, some breath work right? Because it was always frustrating to me. He'd go to the doctor and the doctor would say, you need to lower your stress and eat better. But they wouldn't, you know, give you any tools to do that. It's like, you know, you walk out and then you're like, okay, what does that mean? Right. You know, so that's, that's the part of, of coaching that I love is because I actually get to, you know, hold somebody's hand and walk with them while they're on this journey. Because a lot of us weren't brought up, right? To understand what actual real food is. Like, when I was a kid, you know, this is a part of a balanced breakfast, you know, BS, that's actually like diabetes in the making is what that was. You know, it was sugary cereal with orange juice and a piece of fruit and a piece of toast like it, you know, so a lot of folks, you know, including myself up until just, you know, very few years ago, you know, I remember giving my kid, you know, mac and cheese and Kool-Aid and hot dogs for lunch and didn't think anything of it. And now I look back at it and go, oh my God, what was I doing? And we say we do the best we can with the knowledge we have at the time. That's part of the reason why I like doing stuff like this is, you know, if I can plant one little seed for somebody that they take a look at what they're doing in their life right now and go, oh, maybe this is contributing to the way I'm feeling or my mental health issues, you know, then, then all my suffering has been, you know, not, not in vain. I love that. It's always one of my favorite things when a a parent is working with me and they reach that point, they're like, oh, why am I, when they really get that understanding of food and nutrition and they realize like, why am I feeding my kid terrible things while I eat the healthy, good thing, you know, real food and that click of like, oh, now the whole family can actually eat well. Uh, that's, that's such a rewarding piece of it is I always say the ripple effect. I don't know when people learn, cause you can't unlearn. Like once you realize okay. how, how wrong we were doing it, like you can't go back. No, I, I used to say that quite often because this world is not set up for a healthy m- mental and physical health. It is, it, it's not, and it can feel so isolating sometimes. And I have to constantly think about food prep and and if I'm out of the house, you know, what am I going to make? What can I bring with me? Where can I get food? Where can I get clean water? You know, it's, it can get kind of exhausting sometimes and I get frustrated. I'm human, you know, and uh, sometimes I wish I could just go on a whim and yeah, I'm going to meet you at the restaurant and have, you know, hors d'oeuvres or, you know, and a drink, you know, but I can't. And, and that's okay. Cause I actually function so much better than, than most people I know, even that don't have a chronic, haven't had a history of chronic disease. Sure. So, I'm grateful for that, but it's, it is frustrating. It can feel isolating because this world is just not set up for a healthy lifestyle. No. And, and, you know, the hope is this is why we're doing this, right. That 
we will make a contribution to that change and things will correct. I mean, I think they actually have to. It's just a matter of, you know, whose lifetime it's going to be in. Hopefully it's ours. I would love to see I hope so. <laughs> it would be so good. I want to highlight, because this is, is such a passion point for me as well, and whether it's Lyme, autoimmune, often it's both, this idea of over-exercising. I is finding that proper level of, I use the word movement. I don't even use the word exercise, but finding that level. And, and it's true. It's a process to get people to understand that when they're over-exercising and over-exercising, depending on where you are for your health, it, it, it may be going for too long of a walk. Like it just depends on, you know, if you, if you're exercising and, your symptoms are getting worse or you're, you know, you feel like afterwards, yeah. that idea, you know, that's another like training we have, right. Of like, Oh, you know, I'm hurting from yesterday's workout. It must've been a great workout. Mm, maybe not so much. Feel the burn. Uh, and so people don't realize that, you know, I love the saying you can't, first of all, you can't over-exercise your way out of a bad diet, but also, you know, that often, and I went through it when I was declining with autoimmunity. It, it's like, I didn't, I was like, no, it's not going to take this from me. You know, I'm going to keep exercising. And so I think that's a, that plays into it when people are, you know, they may have no energy for anything else, but they're pushing themselves. And, you know, especially where we live, CrossFit's huge where, you know, I, lived in Boulder County for years where they say, you know, everybody in Boulder County is training for something, you know, it's not exercising, they're training. It's a, I don't know. So I, I love that you brought that up. And I just, I wanted to highlight that for listeners to really consider like, what is that proper level of exercise for you? Absolutely. My husband lost 65 pounds and I lost 45 by walking. Yeah. You know, actually, you know, testing. <laughs> I'm getting my hormones balanced, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't by cranking up the time in the gym, you know, is how we lost weight. It was actually the exact opposite. So I know it seems counterproductive, but, but trust us, we know what we're doing. <laughs> it is so true. So I know one of your big, and, and maybe we're just going back to what we were already discussing, but you're, you're all about, you know, you have five tips that help people you know, increase their energy, reduce their brain fog, I think reduce their pain as well. And gut issues, right? Because your story starts with gut issues. Absolutely. So let's see. I don't know if we'll get through all five, but and maybe that was maybe that was them. So I love testing for food sensitivities is is part of it. You know, it, we call it low-hanging fruit in the industry because a lot of like, for me, it was pork, <laughs> it was a coconut, it was almonds, right? So I was going on a keto diet and gaining weight and, and, and getting more angry and inflamed. And I found out that I was reacting to almonds, coconuts, olives, and pork. And that was like a staple for my keto diet. So it was a no wonder. Um, I've seen like people migraines that they've been dealing with daily. I, I mean, I've seen so many amazing things happen by just eliminating food sensitivities to start off with. So that would be like number one. Two, make sure you go into bed on time. You know, we say that really optimal 
optimal health for sleep is, you know, between 10 PM and like 4 AM. So every time you stay up later past 10 PM, I meant your body is actually missing out on crucial things to detox and functions that only happen when you're asleep. So that's, that's a huge one. Most people, I have some people, I have to really start them off slow on that one. It's like, they're up till midnight. And I'm like, all right, well, try to go to bed at 1130 this this week. Right. And the next week, try to get to bed at 11. Right. Because if you try to take somebody who's normally going to bed at midnight and try to get them to bed at 10, they're going to lay there thinking about how pissed off they are at you. So sleep. So one, two, do, 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 making sure that you're hydrated. Right. They say you should be drinking half your ounce, half your body weight in ounces of water a day. And I don't, there's so many people who are so chronically dehydrated. It's ridiculous. And then also constipated. And so that would be another one is to make sure that you're uh, the three P's, right? Pooping, peeing, perspiring. Yeah. (laughs) Five now from the total of this talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm always, always talking poop with my clients. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. And I love that you brought up it's, and this is why these are foundational things. I love that you brought up drinking enough water. It is such a common problem. And often when you go to the doctor, they don't ask you how much water you drink, right? Or if you drink water. Um, What kind of water you're drinking? Because like our city here is Flora, fluorinated and chlorine and chlorine is absolutely horrible for your gut bacteria and flora and chlorine is really horrible for your, your thyroid as well. You know, so anybody who's got issues with their thyroid have been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, you know, put a shower filter on your shower and make sure you're drinking filtered water because that chlorine is, is absolutely horrible for it. Yeah. And I, I love that you added the shower filter. So it's not just what you're drinking Our, you know, our skin absorbs. And so I was so excited when I built the house that I'm in now that we were able to put in a whole house water filter oh, so- is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's just so good. I'm not sure I could live without one a- a- again, ever like I'm now so- that I've had one. My favorite is a gift from my husband was Valentine's day when he bought me my first Berkey you know, my first water filtration system I've, I've upgraded since then, but I was just like, that's my favorite gift ever. Yeah. And what a dork I am. There was a girl I worked with on the ranch and I gave her, she was out of water and I gave her some of my water and she came back to me the next day and said, what was in that water that you gave me? I'm like, why? And she's like, I had more energy and I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, cause your cells are hydrated for the first time in their life. It's more like what what's not in that. Right. Water. Right. I love that. That's, that is amazing. You talk about, I've heard you talk about eating grain free. Do you think everybody should be grain free or? There is a caveat to that. So if you're going to take, I love Western A price and actually Western A price was my first like kind of intro into the alternative health, you know, a nutrition world. And he was a dentist back in the 1930s who were traveling the world and, and seeing these indigenous folks of the area and how their, their mouths within one generation were just completely getting trashed with the introduction of like the standard American diet. And, you know, so if you're going to take the time to soak and sprout and prepare your grains properly, absolutely go eat grains. There are some health benefits to it, fiber. I personally haven't found too many people who want to take the time to prepare grains properly. So that's why I put them on a paleo diet. 
And even they're finding, even in organic grains, they can still be high in mold. They can still be high in, you know, other things that aren't really great for you. If you think about it, even an organic piece of bread, it's still processed food, right? You have to do things to that, you know, product to get it to be this product. And I'm, I'm more of a proponent of whole real foods, right? In their natural forms. <laughs> so yeah, I, I am more of a paleo type diet, but if you are going to eat grains, the only way that you really should is if you're sprouting and soaking. So that way your body can actually absorb them properly and they're not leading to leaky gut. I love that. I, I always find that just it does seem that even people that seem to tolerate grains well do better grain free. <laughs> for sure. And so is that something you, so I know you said you, you do food sensitivity panels right away with your clients. You're combining. It, it sounds like. Yeah. I, I put everybody on my paleo diet. Yeah. Minus their food sensitivities. And then I teach them how to rotate because until their gut is healed, if you're eating the same foods over and over and over again, you're going to create new food sensitivities. So, Yeah. I love that. I love the, I always joke. I, I am, I, I've gentled <laughs> the longer I've been coaching. And so I, I try to like the one no, no, I say for anybody with autoimmune or Lyme or talk, you know, toxicity issues without an autoimmune diagnosis, or that is you know, absolutely gluten-free across yeah. the board. Absolutely. Yeah. I, especially if you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, like yeah. meat and, and gluten are one of the number one contributors to autoimmune disease out there. So yeah, absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely. I've just, I've been doing a lot of dairy and, and corn and grain zoomers as well. And I'm seeing how they all kind of interact and there's some molecular mimicry that goes on with like wheat and dairy and corn. Yeah. And so all my autoimmune folks, yeah, that's, that's the, the three big bads as we call them. And I, I take people off of those automatically. Yeah. I, I, it was always interesting to me because we didn't learn a lot about corn in the various schools I went to, but I found time and time and time and time again, so many people, this was before I was using food sensitivity panels, but even without them, so many people upon reintroduction, corn was such a huge issue that it, it rose, it, it was, I'm um, same with you, it was gluten, dairy, and corn because mm -hmm. almost every time. Yeah. I was shocked when I got my corn zoomer back and I was actually almost reacting to it just as badly as wheat. And the, and the Mexican that's in, you know, part of me was, was deeply, deeply crushed. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, what do we feed corn to typically, you know, we feed it to animals to fatten them up faster, you know, so it, it's just, it's not a whole lot of, of, and we feed it to animals that shouldn't be eating corn, but that's a whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I grew up in, in Greeley in the agricultural area and I go talking like I talk now back, you know, and it just, they just, their heads explode. I'm like, yeah. cows, four stomachs, none of them were meant to break down corn. They are oh, yeah. not supposed to eat corn. <sighs> yeah. But salmon isn't supposed to eat corn either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm very, especially, you know, maybe, you know, the, the ancient corn back of our ancestors, you know, might be a completely different story, but we've, we've like everything else, we've changed and bastardized it sure. where our bodies are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is so true. So 
We covered a lot and you already gave a lot of tips. And oftentimes my guests struggle with this question, but we always, I always ask you to pick one. Sometimes people bring in a whole new one, but if listeners want to just start one thing today, like what is one step that they could take immediately to start to move the needle on their health? Go paleo. I you, a, you, you said a big step. Yeah. But it's, but it's free. You don't need a, yeah. you know, a person to help with that. Like that's something you absolutely could, Im, Im, you know, implement today and you could implement it in, in tiny steps, you know, start yeah. say, say this week, you're going to cut out wheat and then next week you'll cut out dairy. And then the next week, you know, there's, there's ways to do it. And within a month or two, you can be completely paleo, but you know, you had talked about, you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. You so can't, true. You can't supplement your way out of a bad diet, like diet is foundation. So absolutely. That's like my number one, <laughs> go paleo. <laughs> I love that. That's you're speaking my language and know for listeners that are like, this is the stuff Julie always talks about. I did it. This is <laughs> Heather's not a plant. <laughs> no, if you go to my website, you, I've got YouTube. You can, I'm ranting about it all the time. I just got done ranting about there's this new shake place in town and it's supposed to be healthy shakes, right? I walk in and it's all herbal life. It's soy corn, grain, and they're touting themselves as freaking healthy. And like the word nutrition is up on their sign. And (laughs) I thought my freaking head was going to explode. I was so pissed when I left there. I'm like, that is not healthy. (laughs) Wow. Well, I'll have to check it out so that my head can explode as well. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to just sit out there with some picking signs and just saying truth and advertising, right? Truth and advertising. Seriously. Well, and that's the, this is where we all need to be our own advocate. And it's like using the word healthy or all natural on the front of a label, you know, it's the marketing and you've got to take the time to actually see what's in stuff. So that's, that, that's another thing, another tip, everybody. If you (laughs) don't don't recognize it, it, look it up. You'll be shocked. Don't be fooled where for people that listen, like I do on the go and aren't going to click links in the show notes, where's the best place to find you? People are like, wow, I have to check out more. Where can they go? I got a lot of great videos on YouTube. So discovering health FDN on YouTube is a great place. Or if you have Lyme disease and are needing support, I've got on a Lyme boss unraveling the secrets of Lyme disease. I've got a support group for Lyme folks on Facebook. So those would be the two places that I would start. Wonderful. Heather, thank you so much. You have shared amazing gold and given listeners more than five tips to get started on their health journey. Yay. Thanks for having me again. I'm glad we were able to do this. Me too. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. 
That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.